This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Jaron Hall is going to start. Final saves of the field. Saturdays. Indeed he does. Welcome to the BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, August 26th. We got a quarterback, but first, thanks for being here. Brian, what is your 3 a.m. go-to fast food meal, by the way? Um, Jack in a Box, man. Oh, I wish we had Jack, Jack in the Box would, in this part of Utah. That There's would, one in St. George, right? That's like the only like downfall for me moving... Oh, from, one's coming to Salt Lake. From, wait, 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 wait. Well, this? we need one in Utah yeah, County. Yeah, right? yeah, I can't make. Lake, I can't make. But. Actually, I probably would make that drive. Maybe <laughs> not, at I'm three a.m. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yep. um, that that was the only thing that really, I would say, um, kind of made me feel uneasy in my spirit when it when it came to uh, committing to BYU. I was like, man, that every, there wasn't a everything was beautiful. The mountains, you know, top twenty-five team, all of this stuff. But I, I was like, there's it. no Jack in the Box, man. What am I going to do? <laughs> okay, apparently Tony Finau, after he uh, won on Monday on the PGA Tour there, got a uh, Big Mac, double quarter pounder, 10-piece nugget, and McFlurry after his victory Monday. That's a lot of food, man. That's hilarious, That's a lot of food. Do you think he ate all that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, th- I, I think so, I bet too. he expended a lot of energy. <laughs> he was excited, right? <laughs> Um, what's, what's mine? Uh, after BYU football games, uh, tend to hang out with the homies after some late nights in Provo game ends around midnight post game one, one thirty two three. I remember Rancheritos happened. I remember Rancheritos. Rancheritos happened one time with, with you, me, David and Spencer. Yep. Uh, Thank you for saying that. At 3 a.m. Yep. Thank you for saying that. After a Utah loss. That was a bummer. Yeah, that was that. Hey, let's go after a Utah win this year. Are you paying? Rancheritos? I can afford that. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Here's your show lineup. We call this one the Hall Show because uh, BYU names Jaron Hall as starting quarterback. You will hear from one Jaron Hall yesterday and a conversation with Dave McCann as well coming up. Max Hall joins the program as well to discuss naming Jaron Hall the guy and BYU's more than capable backups. How about that? And should Zach Wilson play the whole game this week? He wants to. We'll discuss if we think that's the best move. Let's hit up some headlines. As we've said, and uh, BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick made it official yesterday naming Jaron Hall as the Cougars' starting quarterback against Arizona. And Roderick said that Jaron earned the opportunity to be the starter. This isn't my decision. This was decided on the field by their play. And Jaron deserves this opportunity. Still believe in those other guys, but I'm really excited to see Jaron play against Arizona. He was so excited. Um, you could tell by the facial expression, right? The smile. Jaren's going to be a starter. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know, right? Like, the facial expression. He was so excited about it. You're not be asked about it anymore. Right, right. Yes, it's all, yes, we don't got to anyway. talk about this. We got to talk about this no more. Yes, I'm happy. Um, I'm excited, too, especially when you look at Paul and how he started two games. 2019, throwing for 420 yards and a touchdown while adding 139 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. 
Also, BYU comes in as 42nd on the athletics, 1 through 130 list of college football teams. That's probably fair. If BYU goes 2-0, maybe jump in the top 25. We'll see. Zach Wilson says he wants to play the whole game against the Eagles. Uh, tomorrow we'll discuss whether that's a good idea later in the program. Kyrus Tung of the Chicago Bears will be practicing today. Won't be practicing today due to an ankle injury. We'll see if he plays against the Titans this weekend. Don't do it, Zach. Uh, B- uh, number 24, BYU Women's Soccer will host number 25, USC, tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. BYU is 1-1 on the season. USC is 0-1. The game will be broadcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Big game and a late one. Uh, eight local time. Let's go. It's freshman orientation today. So all the freshmen are going to be at this game. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Oh, that's why everybody was walking around. I was like, yep. what's going that's on? That's why it takes forever to get out of the parking lot. Yes. Number 15, BYU women's volleyball is the preseason favorite to win the West Coast Conference. According to the coaches, five players are preseason all-conference. Hey. Kaylin Ballard-Nixon, Kennedy Eschenberg, Whitney Bauer, Kate Grimmer, and Heather Knighting. Kenzie Kerber, uh, not on the list. I don't know why. Maybe there are rules against someone transferring uh, into the league not being on that list. But she is going to be first-team <laughs> all-conference after being three-time All-American at Utah the last couple of years. Cougars open the season tomorrow against Southern Utah, 2 Eastern time. Later that night, play Long Island, the whole island, at 9 Eastern, both on BYU TV and the app. I'm so excited to watch this team play. I am, too. Just because you're excited, I'm excited. I appreciate that. When you're sad, I'm sad. When you're happy, I'm happy. So if you're excited, I am excited. Michael Rucker pitched one and one-third innings in the Cubs' 13-10 loss to the Rockies. He gave up one hit and one run in the extra inning loss. Rucker and the Cubs take on the Chicago White Sox tomorrow. Let's get after it. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. BYU, find this guy! Jaron Hall's the starter. Not a shocker here if you've been watching the program for a few months. We thought that this would be the case. But let's hear from the powers that be about this. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick tells us one important place where Jaron separated himself in fall camp. Uh, he took really good care of the ball. That was that was an important part of fall camp. Was Jaron had the fewest turnovers and um, and the most explosive plays, and those are two very important things for a quarterback. Hundred percent, Brian. Your reaction to those two things that Jaron did well? Because to me, I'd argue those are the two most important things. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think it was a little bit surprising to me as far as the explosive plays. Mm. Maybe that's because I I haven't watched him, you know, in in camp. Um, but I think the biggest number one takeaway is protecting the ball, no turnovers. Pretty good, man. That's, a, that's, that's how you win games, really, is not, not turn the ball up. And like we've talked about the last couple of days, there's the omissive thing, like the thing you don't do that's good, and then the thing that you do that's good, right? right? And the thing that you don't want to do is turn the ball over. Right. And Jaron is going to be a run threat. I'm interested to see how much of a run threat, Brian, because given the two concussions in yeah. two games two years ago. Granted, it's been two years ago. But uh, the ability for him to get yards with his feet is awesome. He's, an, he's a tremendous athlete. He's crazy focused, like – I don't know if there's been a BYU quarterback the last 10 years. It's like He's a pretty serious cat. He likes yeah. to have fun, but in front of the cat, he's a serious dude, Business. which I kind of like with the quarterback. Yep. Ultimately, I don't care how uh, you know <laughs> big of a personality you have, although <laughs> it is fun for us, don't get me wrong, but like the play on the field, if yeah. you're great and you're weird. Like Bronco Mendenhall, personality, tough at times, right? But he won a lot. Did, was anyone worried about it? I really wish we'd lost more and he was more <laughs> and he, fun. And he was happy. It doesn't matter, right? No, not at okay, all. Okay, Jaron Hall hasn't uh, started a game for two years. So here's Jaron Hall on how he's different from 
two years ago to now? Early on in my years, I kind of relied on my athletic ability, you know, outside of uh, when plays would break down and, and sometimes maybe a little too much. And I think today, you know, again, just processing things quicker and understanding the offense better, knowing against certain looks when our concepts are going to be good and when they're not. So, again, just for me, it's just been experience and, and being more comfortable, um, you know, being in the pocket and understanding where to go and, and when to, you know, use a athletic ability on the side to, to make something happen. So he's a he's a different guy. He knows more before the snap happens, which that's the biggest jump that Zach Wilson took, Brian, yeah. last year. I, th- I think that's the, the biggest jump um, for every athlete that plays football. When, when you understand the pregame or pre-snap reads, um, what the offense is doing, what the defense is doing, your, your game goes to a whole other level simply because the get, when, this, when the ball is snapped, now the play is actually slower, mm. right? And so now you can use your athletic ability, your God-given talent to, you know, go and make the play. I, I think, you know, from what you said last time earlier, um, as far as his concussions and, and whatnot, I think with him having, um, you know, more time in the system, understanding what he's doing, and, and like he said, not being able to heavily rely on, you know, extending plays or running out of the pocket, I think that will – help him to, you know, <laughs> get less injuries, right? Yeah. And, and also, I think when you look at, like, Taysom, when you look at Zach, they've, they both had injuries, you know, being running and being mobile quarterbacks. And there was, both, there was time for both of them in their careers where they came back and, and they were like, okay, I can't do this. Like, we, I can't do this, right? We can't afford to have me hurt as, as, a, as a team. And so I think that is what you'll see as well, where, you know, Taysom stopped jumping over people and started sliding. And same thing with with uh, with Zach. Start throwing the ball. Second to last game. Yeah, he... that's it. That's an outlier. We don't really want to discuss that one. But you, but you get what last I, game. But you get what no, I'm it's saying. Last, though, right? His last game. Sorry. Well, well, and I th- see. Okay, see. Now you made me go there. I would go. I would go all out my last game too, like that. You know what I mean? Well, it was. But, you, but it, it became his last game. He couldn't play in the bowl game. Well, okay, yeah, I get you. Saying. That's what I mean. I would say in, in front of the in front of the fans, but but it was a mindset. But, but you did see the the switch though. You did see him until he was like, oh yeah, I want to hurdle this guy. <laughs> until, until he was like, this is for you fans. He's like, I'm I'm Taysom Hill. Of course, I'm gonna hurdle the this best player in the universe. I can do that. If I hurdle the Texas guy. I'm gonna jump over the field goal post here. Let's go <laughs> against Utah State. Yeah, with Zach, his injury was from high school with the labrum. So that was, you know, a, a pre-existing condition, if you will, right. <laughs> working insurance. And then uh, he breaks his thumb after the interception against Toledo trying to chase down. The guy actually just smashes into Matt Bushman uh, at that point. So, yeah, kind of freaked that way. Um, here's Aaron Roderick um, on, on not being concerned about Jaron Hall's injury history. Personally, I think those were fluky things, you know, his his injuries of the past. I don't. I don't consider him an injury-prone guy. He's a really tough kid. He works as hard as anybody in this program. He's in great shape, and uh, he's one of the best athletes on this team. And I, I expect him to, uh, you know, be ready to play just like any other QB in this program has played. Okay, that's the hope because if Jaron Hall's healthy, he's pretty good. Yeah. We, we right he, again, it's low volume, but the volume that we saw those two games as a starter, yeah. pretty stinking good, man. Pretty good. And and, and again, I I think. When you really understand your role as a quarterback, um, you have the, the the knowledge of the system. Um, I, I just can't see him putting himself in a position to get hurt. You know what I mean? I think I think when he was playing yeah. before, as a as a you know with less maturity, maybe not understanding the playbook and the system as much. 
I'm always going to go to my default, which is my legs, right? And and now, you know, you you have a little bit more of that maturity, but yeah, I think and he the, said he's going to rely on his mind more than his legs. Exactly. And so I think just naturally you'll see less opportunities for him to get hurt because he can't he's relying more on his mind. Let's talk about his two injuries specifically. Against USF, he was sacked. That's an average play. Yep. Okay. Uh and then we think the Utah State one was when he dove into the end zone. He didn't look like he got concussed initially. And then all of a sudden, he's out the next drive, right? It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I agree that those were fluky, but also when something happens multiple times, it starts to become a trend to me. Especially concussions. And that's scary, yeah. right? Um, so hopefully he does stay healthy, absolutely. And then he had a hip injury, which we haven't even really <laughs> addressed or talked about. Mm-hmm. He missed the season with that injury. So he's good to go. And, and, he and said I, he's 100% and, on media day, so and, let's let's go. And, and I, I, think, I think also – him not playing baseball, right, and and focusing on that football. showed he was all in too. I, that that too, that's that's key. But yeah. also, I think that will take away some of that wear and tear of his body. My my yes. my, my youngest, my youngest, yes. late, or my oldest, uh, Layton, uh, nine years old. He's going back and forth from basketball and football, and I'm like, dude, you gotta stop playing basketball. Not because I don't like it, and not because you're probably not gonna be six foot, but. You look like you are hurting when you are transferring from the court to the field. I'm like, dude. You like you, you gotta choose. You gotta choose. But so, so my point is that you know having um, you know to fully focus on just football and those type of movements, and not you know having your body go back and forth, I think will help out as well. Yes, and there's an argument and a conversation to be had at what age is it good to stop playing multi sports? Because there is a good argument Five. for uh, playing multi sports until a certain age, then specializing, but not wanting to burn them out physically, emotionally, right. mentally. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, here's uh, Kalani Sitake on, on. He was asked about how, how long of a leash Jaron will have with two other capable quarterbacks behind him. I don't want uh, a player looking over their shoulder. If he just comes to work and does what he's capable of doing, he'll be fine. That, that's the that's that's how we we operate. But part of, of doing your job is knowing that there's others that are hungry, chomping at at the opportunity to get get that 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 spot where they can they can show themselves and, and get an opportunity to play. So um, that that's the pressure. Of being a Division One athlete, especially being the quarterback at BYU. Oh, it certainly is. And so we talked about how long of a leash he'll have. We think he's we think he's got a long one based on Aaron Roderick saying as much. Slash, I mean, barring a first quarter Utah twenty fifteen Vegas Bowl thing, right? Like that's the worst <laughs> that was possible horrible. thing that could ever happen. I, by the way, shout out to my uh, Maple Mountain Golden Eagles. I'm about to move into those boundaries. Jaron Hall from Maple Mountain. Let's go, man. Let's nice. go. No, I'm sorry. You gave me. You gave me. I was having flashbacks of the Vegas Bowl. The, was it like five interceptions and like? I'm three, sorry to like bring that minutes. up. I'm we sorry. All, I'm good now. I'm we good. All, I'm we good. all have. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I, had a, I had a moment. I had a moment, and I'm good. But I think. I think. I think you're right, though. Um, and, and when you when you think about the last couple of weeks, right, and how I think Aaron Roderick was kind of given some some little hints, like, oh, the person and the team knows who's going to be. <laughs> Right. So, 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 I mean, you're right. And and so if it's that big of a, of a gap or, or or based off what he said, I feel like it's that big of a gap. I think it's a bigger gap than what we think it is. Oh, okay. Okay. So, 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 which means the, that leash is pretty long. I have a hard time thinking it was a big gap, but what you're saying isn't that it was big. Maybe that it was bigger. Exactly. Um, Bigger than what we think it is. That they, they confirmed what they thought. 
Because Aaron Roderick on media today said, listen, if Jaron Hall's healthy, he's going to be hard to beat. He told, that's called a tell, right? That was a tell. You're playing poker, you're looking across, and someone gave you a tell, right? Or, they don't have a or good hand, the Uno, right eye blinks a little like, bit more. You're playing Uno and you got to draw four, you're like, bro, don't put this down. Thanks for making that or a give more. Give me a green, give a me more, a green so I can uh, put this down. For our audience, that was yes. a better yes. example. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Which, now that we know the starter, we can confidently say we know Jaron Hall's the starter against Arizona in how many days? Yes, that noise too. <laughs> to the Wildcats. Nine days away. Woo! Nine days away, man. Nine days away. Okay, and we are eight days away from a fan fest as well in Vegas the day before, the night before. That'll be a ton of fun. Yep, I'm going to that too. I can't wait. Our question of the day, <laughs> what do you expect that you'll be playing Uno in Vegas? Yes, sir. What are, what are your expectations for Jaron Hall? It's QB1. Let's hear from you in Voice for the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Flack Drew on Twitter. Trust his weapons among the best wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends rooms we have ever had. Mm. Loaded weaponry, right? Yep. I agree with that. pretty exciting. I, I agree. Get the, and Jaron has talked about that in camp. Hey, I got to get the ball to my playmakers. I asked him last week, what's it like with all these talented options around you? And he said, it's stressful. I, I've got to make sure I get the ball to these people. Ooh, okay. So he understands what level he needs to be that's at. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's an interesting. That's that was a real thought. answer. Yeah, not yeah. like, hey, it's fun, man. No, no, no. It's stressful. I got to make sure I'm good. Man, good luck for that. good luck with that, Jaren. I'll be praying for you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Coming up, is it a good idea or a bad idea to go all in on Zach Wilson this year in New York? Okay. Well, I think the side is going all in, but Max Hawley, winning his quarterback in BYU history, will join us. His take on Jaron Hall as a starter and opening up against Arizona. He did that in 07. This is BYU Sports Nation. That's my. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 24th ranked BYU women's soccer host, 25th ranked USC tomorrow on BYU TV. Watch as Cameron Tucker helps lead the Cougar, the Cougars against the Trojans. Coverage begins at 10 Eastern on BYU TV. Yeah, Cam Tucker uh, coming back from injury. Hopefully she can play tonight. That'd be sweet. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. When Brian played his junior at BYU, his quarterback was Max Hall, who is our next guest on the program, the last time BYU beat Utah was with Max Hall. Now a Hall is back at quarterback with Jaron Hall, no relation that we know of. Max, what's <laughs> up, man? How you doing from Arizona this morning? Man, I'm great. How are you guys doing? It's always good to be on the Sports Nation, man. It's great to have you, dude. Uh, we know you're the offensive coordinator at uh, ALA in Queen Creek, Arizona, and Ty Devers head coach, and Dennis Pitt is the tight ends coach. So uh, that staff's pretty loaded. How's the team looking, man? Yeah, it's it's a blast. I mean, Ty's been awesome, obviously, working with him. And um, Dennis has been here for a couple of years. So we have a blast. The kids are well coached. Um, we got a good squad this year. We had our scrimmage last night, and I was proud of how the boys performed. I think we're where we need to be to start the season. So I'm excited. I, I was uh, kind of shocked that Jerem mentioned Dennis because, you know, we don't really have time for him. Well, not uh, as and, a guest. And, and so, and so I'm, I'm wondering if you ever hear Dennis, you know, upset that you're on or, or talk smack about Jaron? Oh, he gets so mad. He gets pissed. Yeah, he he just, 
He can't stand Jerem, first of all. Like, he's just a total goober. Join the, join so, the club. Yeah, and anytime he doesn't get invited on the show, he's definitely mad. So there are feelings hurt there. Yeah. Definitely feelings hurt. Well, that's the idea. So that's good. Uh, let's, let's talk about uh, Jaron Hall. So he's named the starter yesterday. What are your thoughts on Jaron being the guy? I think it's a great decision. I really do. Um, when, from what I've seen from Jaron in games and from scrimmages and practices and stuff, I think he's more than capable. Um, he's obviously a, an athletic dude, and he can also make all the throws. So he's a big-time playmaker. I think it's the right choice. I think he's the guy that's going to be ready to take on this team and take him to the next level this year. So right move for sure. Now, for Jaron, I would like to see him play smart, stay healthy, and uh, kind of develop that leadership role and mentality as he as he goes into the starting position here and as the season moves forward. But man, I, I, I'm excited to have him, and I can't wait to see how he do how he does. So, so Max, there's, there's obviously tons of potential with with Jaron, and um, you know he, he only has a couple starts under his belt. Um, but I, I want to know from you, from your perspective. Is it fair to have such high expectations um, with Jaron, even though he only has, you know, a couple starts under his belt? We're talking about BYU, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. This is in the script. I had, I had to ask the question. It was in the script. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, everybody right now is going to be screaming national championship for all we know. You know, that seemed to happen every year. The expectations are going to be high. You're the BYU quarterback, man. That's the greatest quarterback position in college football in my opinion yes and he's got to go perform because everybody expects him to so yeah there's going to be pressure there's going to be expectation jerry needs to put that aside and just focus on doing his job and getting his team ready to go but expectations are always high for byu let's go man he's been waiting for this for a long time uh he got two starts two years ago had a hip injury set out last year he saw what zach wilson could do right the opportunity as a byu quarterback to make an impact and, and get a $23.5 million signing bonus. That's a reality for some guys, right? Um, it's rare, but it's a reality. Um, starting against Arizona, that's always nice, right? You did that to open your season? Yeah, yeah, that was my first start, Arizona at home. And uh, I remember uh, almost gagging coming out of the tunnel. I was so nervous going into that game, man. I thought I was going to throw up, but um, – I think it's a good starting opponent for, for this team and for Jaron. You know, I, I don't know how good U of A is going to be this year, but they're still a Pac-12 team, and um, BYU's got to come to play. So, um, yeah, I just remember that first game. Jaron's had some experience before. I mean, he's been there longer. He's played in games. I don't expect him to come out too nervous, um, and I, I expect him to play a good game and to execute and, and get a win in this first game. There's no reason why we shouldn't beat these guys. Yeah, Arizona's certainly uh, struggling, you know, as a new head coach and Jed Fish, and they're going to start two freshman quarterbacks. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, well, this should be a win. Uh, I thought that before, <laughs> but two freshman quarterbacks always a uh, struggle. When it comes to uh, this game with, with this offense, there's a lot of good weapons around Jaron. He doesn't have to win the game, which is exciting. Tyler Algier, a 1,000-yard rusher. Isaac Rex, 12 touchdowns as a freshman. Incredible. And, of course, uh, you know, the Nakua's and Gunnar Romney and – Dallin Holker's back and Lopini. It's pretty loaded, man. Uh, what what kind of uh, for you going into seven? We didn't know how good Dennis would be. We didn't know how good Harvey would be. We knew Austin was going to be a baller after his freshman year. But what's it like when you know you have weapons around you as the quarterback? Well, the first thing I'll say is I knew they were going to be ballers. You know what I'm saying going into that season, and that actually gave me 
a lot of confidence going into the season and into that first game, even though I was nervous. But, you know, I kind of had, if you want to call it a problem, it's a good problem. I had a lot of weapons too. I mean, you just named them off, you know, going into that, that sophomore year, I had, I had Austin, Mike Reed, Dennis, Andrew, um, Harvey, Manas, so Fui. So I had all these different weapons. Matt Allen was there. I could keep going on. But so the key for me was, um, can I distribute? Can I get everybody touches? Can I move the ball around so that we're not predictable? And Coach Doman would always come to me after the game, and he was proud of me. He goes, look, man, you had whatever, this many completions to eight different receivers. If you do that and teams can't key on just Dennis or Austin or whoever, you know, we're going to be tough to beat. And I, and I just think that's the challenge for Jaron. He needs to spread the ball around, still go through his reads, do what the coaches asked him to do. But a lot of different guys should be touching the ball. And exactly what you said, Jaron doesn't have to win games on his own. He has the supporting cast to do it. Let the, Get the ball to those guys and let them go in. Make plays when you need to, because we all know that Jaron Hall is capable of that. Well, we were talking about it just earlier before you had came on that, Jaron felt that it was stressful, right? Like, I have all these weapons, and how am I going to, you know, get these guys the ball? Have you ever had a, a time where maybe you were keying on, on on Dennis or whoever and other guys, you know, came off the sideline or came into the huddle mad and pissed off and was like, look, man, we're not going to be friends no more if you don't give me the ball? <laughs> no. Other than maybe Austin, a couple of times, but, but no. But you know, you know, it was funny. Austin, like we would break the huddle and run to the line, and based on whatever route he had, I could hear he would yell. He'd be like, "Hey, one five, hey!" I look over at him. He'd be like, "Hey, my way." He needs to come my way right here. You know, like. <laughs> so I, I did have to manage that. You know, Michael Reed wanted the ball. Dennis was never a guy who was like, "Hey, man, give me the ball." He was pretty just. He did his job and made plays when the ball went his way. Harvey wasn't like that. So, you know, my two outside receivers kind of had the big personalities, but they would never come to me and be like legit mad if they didn't get the ball. So what Jaron needs to do is do exactly what A-Rod's going to tell him to make the reads that A-Rod wants him to, to make and distribute the ball to where that read's going to take you. And a lot of guys will touch the football. Let's talk about the backup. So Baylor Romney's got a top 15 win from 2019 against Boise State as the backup. And then Jacob Conover listed as the third string. He's the guy that told Alabama no. I mean, BYU's never had this situation with three guys like that ever. How do you keep three guys happy? Because the reality of the situation, Max, is two sophomores and a freshman. It doesn't feel like you can keep those three guys for three years. Yeah. Uh, good luck, A-Rod. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you've got three really good quarterbacks in the program. And, and in today's world in football, there's a chance you could lose one of them, right? Might transfer out, go to a different school. So, um, you know, that, that just has to do with performance in this year and in next year to see how that works out. If somebody decides they leave because that's a better situation for them, then, then it happens. But at the end of the day, you know, the coaching staff needs to play who they feel can help them win the most games and go from there. But it's a good problem to have. I mean, look at those three quarterbacks right there. All three of them are very are more than capable of being the starter going into this season. Um, I like the pick with Jaron Hall, but you absolutely got two guys behind him that if need need to play, um, we'll be ready to go. Max, if, if your son was uh, was was Jacob um, or Baylor right now, 
what's the timeline um, that you would, you know, give to him uh, in regards to, to starting to looking into, you know, transferring? That that's a tough question. Uh, I know. That's I, I, I wouldn't look it. too. I I would not. No, I know, and it's a good question. So I would not look too far in the future right now. Um, I, I wouldn't do that. The season's about to start, you know. So for Baylor and Jacob, focus on helping your team, getting yourself better every day, and being prepared just in case you have the opportunity to get a chance to go play and take advantage of it, right? And then see where we're at at the end of the season because you never know how a season's going to go. So. I wouldn't put a timeline on it. I wouldn't be like, hey, in two years, if you're not the starter, we're out of here. That's, in my opinion, that's not the right way to look at it. You committed to a team, okay? You're, you're there at BYU. Give BYU everything you have. And then if there's a circumstance that um, you feel like you need to leave or so you feel like the grass is greener, then you can take that. But I'm, I'm really big that, hey, you've committed here. Let's see this thing out um, and wait for your opportunity. COVID re- cer- certainly throws a wrinkle into this conversation because if Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney are juniors, it feels a little mm-hmm. different. It's like, hey, Jacob, you're going to get two years, if not more, depending on what happens here. And every time we sit here, too, and project two years into the future, it's vastly different than what we think. It's never what we think, right? So we'll see what happens with these guys. It's a loaded quarterback room, which is awesome. Defensively for BYU, the Cougars have been a better defense than offense many times in the past. Last year, both sides were amazing. Um, what's it like when you're a quarterback with a capable defense, which BYU hopes it has this year against a tougher schedule? Yeah, that, that's a good point because if, if you think back to my sophomore year, the long, long time ago, geez, 2007, um, our defense was unbelievable. And they, they allowed me to be able to make mistakes as a first-year starting quarterback, and they would make up for it. You know, I, I specifically remember times right through an interception, and a couple plays later there's a sack fumble or we get an interception, and the defense kind of bailed me out. So having that going in, especially when you got a new guy as your starter, it allows, allows you to let him make some mistakes at least early on in the season and rely on, on your defense. Cause sometimes, you know, it takes the offense a little bit to get going. So um, that's always a comfort for a quarterback, knowing that if something does happen, or if there's a mistake made, Hey, come on D get out there, get that ball back for me. And it sounds like that's the type of defense they have this year. And I just remember my sophomore year, they bailed me out a bunch um, with that group we had on defense. Yeah, they were pretty awesome. Okay. Let's finish with yeah. this. Uh, there's a hall at quarterback. Does this mean the streaks going to end against Utah? Maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> How does it not? I, I don't Let's know. Go! I don't know. It better. Can, can we just get this done so everybody can quit calling me a curse? Like I'm getting <laughs> sick of this. It's 12 years later. I'm still a curse around the dang place. So, um, if, if the hall on the back of his Jersey gives him a little something special, then great. I hope it does, but hopefully this is the year we can beat the Utes. Okay. Amen to that. And, and let's finish with this actually. Uh, when I was in the room, when you went off about Utah, what induced that emotion from you? Well, I, I, I've talked about this before, but you, what a lot of people don't understand is the whole year leading up to that game. Okay, Everybody knows what I've said about coming out of the locker room after the Utah game and my family huddled up and people are, there's fights going on, people throwing stuff. So that's what made me more mad than anything. It's like, you can attack me. You can say anything you want about me. You go after my family. That's a different story. 
So for a whole year, people don't understand everywhere I went. I even had BYU fans saying, hey, you know, we wear blue jerseys, right? Like, you know, don't throw it to the red team. And so I had to deal with that for a year. So when that game finally came and we had the outcome and we won the game, it just kind of, I think, all came out of me. Mm. You know, I had that frustration and that anger built up for so long um, that it just came out because I, I legitly had developed a hate for the situation. And, and, and for the way those fans had treated my family and the whole thing. So it just kind of came out uh, spur of the moment thing. And there was a lot of emotion behind it. And, um, you know, that's how I felt in the moment. But, yeah, people don't understand. It was a year of agony for me yeah. having to relive that game and talk to people about it. Yeah, no, for sure. That uh, makes I didn't, total sense. I didn't know that, man. I would have played harder. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have gone to OT if Brian would have picked off a pass. I would have probably picked up a pass, yeah. something, you know. Yeah. Well, Max, yeah, that's all right. It happened how it's supposed to, Brian. You did your part, man. You were a baller, dude. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. And we all, we all, you know, took those emotions in different ways. I remember I got chocolate wasted after that game was over. It was amazing. Yeah, all of yes. Provo did, Brian. All of Provo, it, was, yeah. it was awesome. Right. You got what? You got what? Chocolate Cho- wasted? Chocolate wasted, yep. Mm-hmm. I, had some, I, had cho- <laughs> I had chocolate milk. I had some Hershey's bars. <laughs> I had some Snickers. <laughs> Hey, good for you, man. To each his own, man. If you're just like, I'm already crushing Snickers after this game, yes. then go get it. Man. <laughs> that game and get it. I'm like, Brian, you're not yourself. Why don't you uh, grab a oh, Snickers? Man. Yeah, Max, we appreciate the time. Hopefully we're all having these crazy positive emotions again after uh, you know September 11th against Utah. But we'll see. Good luck, by the way, to uh, ALA and all your first games next week. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Anytime. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Tell Dennis hi. We don't have time for him. Oh, hi, Dennis. Gone. He's gone. Uh, that was Max Hall, the winningest quarterback in BYU history. I didn't realize that it was a year in the making. It yeah. wasn't because he had said, "Oh, previously there was an incident with my family." Yeah. I didn't realize after the '08 game, BYU gets beaten pretty handily against eventually the number two team in the country that beats Alabama in the yep. Sugar Bowl. Right? He has a bunch of turnovers in the game. I think five or six, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a year in the making for him. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It makes, uh, honestly, like that yeah. that expulsion of emotion. It makes, that makes a lot sense. of sense. It, it's not just like. You know, it's coming off of a win and being emotional and be like, oh, I hate those guys. Like a ro- it's really more per- – it was more personal. Yes. Right? Was it the best thing to say in the moment given the season? Mm, probably so. I tend to agree I, with them more than I don't I would say probably so. Them. Based off what he said, right, and how everything built up, I yes. would say that w- – I would probably would did the same thing. I think almost anybody would have probably yeah. did this or said the same so, thing given, you know – the, the the personal attacks yeah. in the situation. So, now we know. Now we know the background. Anywho, though, I, you know I love you, Max. You're you're my quarterback. You always be my quarterback. Thanks, Trell Owens. Yes. Yeah. No problem. Uh, coming up, Dave McCann goes one on one with QB one, Jaron. I'm taking uh, Jaron in that matchup, and Devin Kafusi weighs in on the culture of BYU from the Utah perspective. This is BYU Sports Nation. I got. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. 15th ranked BYU women's volleyball opens their season tomorrow with two matches. First at 2 Eastern, the Cougars host Southern Utah. Then at 9 Eastern, BYU hosts Long Island University. Watch both games on BYU TV or the app. Can't wait. It's going to be fun from the Smithfield House with uh, Amy Gant and Keith Solano. He is Brian. I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Zach Wilson says he wants to play the entire preseason game tomorrow. If you are the Jets, is that a good idea? 
No. Uh, I would play him like three quarters, but no, 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 not the whole game. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Nope. I don't even think about it. Nope. Not a possibility. Nope. But not happening. I would I would hate for him to, uh, you know, get hurt yeah. if you played him a little too much. Yet, you want to develop him, so I understand his desire. It'd be hilarious if he's like, nah, I just want to play the quarter. <laughs> no, of course he wants to play the whole game. It's all good. No, thank you. Stay out. Stay yeah. out. Back up. Stay out. Okay. Over under for Zach Wilson passing yards this year is 3,750 or approximately 220 a game. Are you taking the over or under? I'm, I'm taking the over. Ooh. Over. I'm going to say 300. 300 a game? Yep. You know he plays for the Jets, right? Yep. Okay. You know okay. you know his first name is Zach, last name Wilson, right? First name, greatest, last name ever. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, okay. There are 17 games this year, so that's to be taken into account. One extra game. Um, only five quarterbacks have gone over 37.50 as a rookie ever. Mm. Okay. Now, again, extra game. That changed things. Only 11 have gone over 3,500 ever. Mm. Justin Herbert set the rookie record last year, mm. by the way. For the Chargers. Their names weren't Zach Wilson, though. Uh, <laughs> scientifically <laughs> correct. BYU. Um, <laughs> I, I will go just, just a hair under. Okay. Because Jets. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know if they're going to have the run game to help him enough. All right. Up. I get you saying. Okay. Yeah. BYU ranked seventh according to Pick 6 previews in their player development metric for 2021, which is amazing. Uh, the metric measures NFL draft production ahead of expectation from raw recruiting ranks. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, Jerem? I think it's a big deal because is BYU going to be a top 25 recruiting ranking team? Never. It won't. It just won't. Ever. Okay? And that's the reality of the situation. Why not? There's the all code. kinds of situations why it won't be. Honor code. But if BYU can be top 40 in recruiting and continue to develop its play, I think BYU has good coaches. I think BYU has good culture. We'll get to that in a sec. Yep. I, yes. Yes. BYU, the way that BYU put all those dudes in the NFL, BYU took a three-star out of Draper and made him the number two pick. Not right. bad. Right. Well, Zach helped himself as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge deal. Uh, at the end of the day, recruits, they, they want to – see the opportunity to play at the next level right and if you have if you can see that physically right i'm physically seeing these guys play on sundays then yeah i want to come so that's going to naturally help boost um and increase your recruiting i want both i want great recruits and development but if you can't get great recruit you can get good recruits and right. and great development that works too because talent doesn't always win but i would love talent hard work beats talent every time Okay, former BYU Cougar Devin Kafusi was asked about the talent gap between Utah and BYU. Here's part of what he said. People always talk about the talent gap. I know it's a culture gap and a program gap from what I've seen. What I really like about Utah is that they always talk about from the top down, everyone is on the same page. What are your thoughts on this quote? That that was interesting. Um, I, I, think, I think it kind of goes to what we were saying yesterday, right? Like, what does BYU want? Like, does BYU want to be um, have football as a recruiting tool? Right, we've had we've had these conversations, and I think for us as media or even as players, for us not to really know and have that alignment, um, I think you know he kind of confirms that, right? And does it impact an organization or not? I think it does. If somebody, if everybody from top down is all aligned. Psh- I mean, you have one vision, you have one mission. You know what I mean? You, you you know what you're going in, like day in and day out. You know what you're doing, what you're fighting for. So I I, I think that it speaks more volume to you. Too. I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah. I would uh, know your who's the source. Okay, It's, yep. a, it's a Utah player who yep. uh, loved Devin, but yeah, it didn't work out here. So he's talking about Utah. It's not necessarily a slight 
on Buoyer, though it, well, it feels like it. Um, it is yeah, what it is. a little bit. It's, it's, a, little, it's, it's kind a of a rivalry. Bit. It's kind of a little bit. Talking about the other team, it's never going to be that flattering. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, that, and that's a good point too. That's a really good point. If you're well, who's the source? if you're a little, you know, if you're a little, you know, bitter or sore or What's whatever, it's going to be like. No, it was way better than here. Oh, it was way why, better. This place sucks. I don't know why I transferred. It's all dirty. Locker rooms. Uh, coming up, <laughs> new locker room. <laughs> Canadian rise and shout. And Dave McCann goes one-on-one with QB1 after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Next week is game week, and we'll get you ready right here on BYU TV. Friday night, there will be a special BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas. Fan Fest beginning at 9 Eastern. Then, Saturday, two-hour countdown to kick off at 7.30 Eastern. Get you ready for the season opener. Join us on BYU TV as we celebrate BYU football being back. Can't wait, man. Cannot wait. Well, yesterday, BYU named Jaron Hall the starting quarterback. Dave McCann spoke with the new QB1. Here's that conversation. Jaron, congratulations. Uh, was this a surprise, or was this something you felt the last couple of weeks had made it an easy decision for Aaron Roderick? I've always had confidence in myself and, you know, to go out and compete and, and do what needs to be done. So um, I don't want to say a surprise, but at the same time, you know, you never knew it was going to happen. And every day you just kind of control what you could. And I'm just, I'm happy and, you know, feel very blessed to be where I'm at right now. It's been a long time since high school. So how does it feel to be a starting quarterback again? It's been a while, man. Five, six years, something like that. But uh, shoot, you do it long enough growing up, you know, it's, it's another you know, it's a good feeling you've had before. So I'm ready to go. What was it like uh, sitting out last season uh, with the injury and just observing, one, what Zach Wilson did, but also what your team did in front of limited fans uh, with a makeshift schedule that came together at the last moment, and you had a chance to kind of study it all and take it in. How did that experience set you up for this year? Honestly, I think last year kind of grew my love for football, to see the way that we approached the situation, all the unknowns. Um, just to see how it affected our lives during a time when so many people were, you know, going through the, the ramifications of COVID. And so it was, it was fun for me and, you know, be able to see our guys go out and, and ball out and play the game they love. So for me, I just, my love for the game grew and my appreciation for it not being able to play. You made a choice to stay away from baseball and put your full focus on winning this job. How hard was it to stay away from the diamond with the friends on the other team that you've made over the last couple of years playing on? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, that's been my life growing up. I've loved doing both of them. I feel like they complement each other very well. And you know, it gave me a good break from each to, to kind of gather myself. But, you know, this year just felt, felt right to step away and, and put my body first to take care of myself just to, you know, give me a chance, you know, to go play ball. Now, when you wake up uh, tomorrow morning as the uh, starting quarterback going to practice to prepare for Arizona, does it change your mindset at all? Does it change your relationship with your offensive line and the, and the rest of the guys, or is it business as usual? Uh, like you said, business as usual, honestly. You know, since, since the day I walked on to BYU, that's been the focus, right? Um, and to, to train my mind and prepare to be the starter for, for the first game every season. So it would be the same, you know, same business, but uh, more of a focus on game one. The injuries that you and I have talked about actually quite a bit uh, because we haven't seen you on the field for about a year and a half because of uh, the injuries, the last one against Utah State. And I asked you the other day 
um, during media availability, if that concerned you, getting hit the first time and then going back to the huddle. Now that you're the starter and you're an aggressive football player who's not afraid to run, do you welcome a little collision initially in the Arizona game to so that you know for yourself that you can take a hit from their linebacker and it didn't phase you and you just stay back on the job? You know, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to get hit out there. I'm trying to give it to our playmakers so they can go do their thing. You know, but it's bound to happen as football. So, you know, I'll just make sure my body's prepared and you know, play smart and go get what I can and you know, just live to play another down. Let's finish with uh, your backups, uh, Baylor Romney and Jacob Conover, both competing for the number one job. Now they will support you in that role. I know it's a close quarterback room. You've told us that before. Now that this decision's been made with those guys behind you, um, what is it like for you to move forward knowing that you've got guys behind you that, uh, that are good and uh, that there isn't a lot of drop-off if something should happen to you? Yeah, I mean, for me, the focus isn't to look back at all. Um, it's to look forward and continue to get better. You know, just focus on playing my best ball and, and allowing that to kind of speak for itself and keep me in the position I am. But, you know, the understanding we have great quarterbacks, and that's why people want to come to BYU. Um, you know, so I think that's one of our strengths, and it's why, um, you know, hopefully in the future we'll win a lot of games. Um, it's not often you get through a whole season with one quarterback, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So for me, just moving forward and, and just being my best is my focus. What's the biggest difference with Jaron Hall from halftime at Utah State and Logan year and a half ago to uh, right now? A little more hair on my lip and a couple more years in the experience. So that's about it. Well, I guess you're a dad, too. That's, that's, a, that's a little weighty, yeah, right? And a husband. You got a lot on your plate, and now, uh, now you're a starting quarterback at BYU. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dave McCann with Jaron Hall. Looking forward to uh, him debuting as a starter coming up in nine days, Brian. Coming up, your expectations for Jaron Hall in our elite voice of Mitch Matthews. What? How dare you? <laughs> and one of our favorite people celebrates not only a birthday, but a wedding anniversary today as well. What? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, what are your expectations for Jaron Hall as QB1? What are your expectations, Brian? Uh, I'm, I'm going along with, with my quarterback, Max Hall. I'm looking for Jaron to lead the team. And I think it's easy now for the team to, to get behind a leader because they know who it is, right? Like, we all know who the number one guy is. And I remember when I played 2010 – it was still a struggle because we had, you know, uh, um, Jake Heaps and Riley Nelson both were going into the first game as starters. So I was like, dang, man, we, we're still torn. Like, who do we who do we who do we root for? And to be honest with you, we had those conversations in the locker room every day after camp. We were like, nah, man, you see that that pass from Jake Arch? What was Riley thinking? Oh, you see that, that play from Riley? And so we were still torn. Right. And um, when I remember when when Riley got hurt and, and Jake, you know, finally took the reins, it was like, okay, we could stop having those discussions. We could all rally behind one guy and let him lead the ship. So that's, that's what I expect. I don't know how to quantify it because a lot of times I like to try and quantify it in some way. I'm not exactly sure. I have to sit down and kind of think about it with Jaron a little bit. But I'm hoping that he's at least a 350 total O guy, like a, you know, a 270. Well, 
maybe even 300, just yeah. a low thing, like a 200 uh, or 250 and a 50, maybe, okay. right, okay. offensively. Yep. Yep. I'm looking for him to get 50 yards a game rushing. I think he can be that much of a threat. He yeah. shouldn't. I don't think he's going to be like Taysom Hill, 2013, 1,000, 1,300 yards. No, thing. That's, that's Taysom. Get, get it to the playmakers, it. right? I want Tyler Algier to be a 1,000-yard rusher more than I want Jaron Hall to be a 750-yard rusher. Yeah. But, yeah, distribute the ball like Max Hall talked about. Great point about the leadership. And he, I, I think he's a leader. Like he, again, I hearken on this a lot. He's a serious cat. Yeah. Like he's very focused on the job at hand. He's been prepping his whole life for this moment. His dad, Kalen, was a stud running back in the 90s with BYU. KJ had a few moments that were pretty good as a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, his younger brother's on a mission uh, in Africa and uh, is going to come play here as a wide receiver. Like, this is a family that knows and wants to win at I, the so highest I, level. I, I keep hearing that, right? Like, that he was, was preparing for, for this moment his whole life. I feel like that, if that's the case, the expectation should be higher. Right, I'm like just for, gonna for, give I'm, him, I'm saying for, for me, I'm gonna give him a few more starts for, before I go. Okay, now what do we, if you was preparing for this show entire life? Psh, I need to see something great. Really, I, I think not, it could be maybe not elite, but great. Great. Yeah, let's not use the e word. <laughs> Speaking of our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Tanner Nielsen on Instagram. This dude has the clutch gene. I've seen it time and time again since he was little. Expect big fourth quarters from Jaron Hall. Okay, Ooh, the clutch. Okay, gene. I like that one. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to QB1, Jaron Hall. Let's give it to Women's Volleyball, preseason all uh, WCC uh, pick to win the league. Um, let's give it to Ronnie Jones-Perry, just named to the USA Norseka Continental Championship team. That's awesome. Hey. And Greg Rubel. Great. Happy birthday and anniversary to our favorite Canadian, whose photo Happy birthday from when he was like 10 years you. old wearing his grandma's glasses are on the set. Those are his grandma's glasses? That's, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, Greg. let's let's check out this photo, which sits on our set. Greg has uh, sanctioned this. I suppose he could come down and just take it off if he wants. But, yeah, this is little Greg Rubel. Oh, wait, that's Greg? I was wondering who that's, that was. I didn't know who that was. You didn't know that was Greg? I was like, what? This is, random, <laughs> this is a random picture. It is a random picture. That, it actually does look like it. Greg you know, gave it to us, gave it with permission. See it in the cheeks. It was actually my uh, Twitter avatar for a minute. People <laughs> <laughs> we were like, who's that? Our thanks to today's guest. Max Hall and Jaron Hall. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I know he was mentioned, but that doesn't count. It wasn't a guest. No, it counts. We ran out of time. It counts. It still counts. For Brian, I'm Jaron. Shout out to KJ Hall. See you tonight for BYU-USC Top 25 matchup in women's soccer. Go Cougs!